Rachel Bowman. Hi, Dana Bowman. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Okay, so um, I have started a new series called Banter with Bowman. And as my first guest, I thought that I would introduce my sister, Jill Bowman. Bowman squared. Bowman and Bowman. <laughs> um, so Jill works as a marketer, and she has for the last couple of years. And so, Jill, like your experience, like you don't necessarily help me with my marketing ideas so much, like come up with them. But when I come up with my own marketing ideas, what I really, really love is that you kind of like finesse them. Or work as like a sounding board. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're kind of like like board of directors a little bit. <laughs> you help Bang me out. and, you know, feasibility and those kinds of things. Yeah, like if I want to spend a lot of time on like one project and it's kind of out there and I think that it's actually going to be really good, you're kind of like, no, let's pull this back and like let's make sure that if we're going to be spending time on this, it's, it actually makes sense. So I really, really appreciate that about you and I want other people to know about you and why you're so amazing. So that's why I do this. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so, um, like I said, marketer, maybe could you tell everybody a little bit like who you are, like what you do, why are you so special? That kind of yeah. Thing. So I've been marketing since about 2014, so I'm still pretty new to the scene. <laughs> I work for an agency called Top Draw here in Edmonton. So we're a digital marketing agency. We are full service though, so we do anything from branding to digital marketing to website development. Uh, my focus there at Top Draw is on relationship management, whether that is with our team specifically, <laughs> so making sure that our team has everything that they need and their path is cleared and they're happy and doing everything um, that they need to be doing. And then um, on the flip side, managing our clients and making sure that our clients know what we're doing, why we're doing it, when it's going to be done, um, and just giving them frequent updates to yeah. make sure that they're in the know. Um, and making sure that if we are doing a campaign, uh, that they know the impacts of what we've done. Okay, so, sorry, I know we're going off script here, but it kind of sounds to me like you're a little bit of liaison between like your team and, and the customer. Yeah, so I'd be the bridge between the agency and the client. Cool. Yeah. That's definitely needed. <laughs> it's, it's an important job, and when it comes to communications, you can always be more clear and communicate better, so it's really important to make sure that you have really regimented, rigorous communication documented any decisions that are made or are documented somewhere so that um, everyone's always on the same page cool yeah it's really funny whenever someone asks me what I do and my job um, at my company I always tell them like you know what I'm the person that helps calm people down relationship manager for sure yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> so Jill I know that you've worked for top draw for like Three years? Three, well, May 17th was my three years, so yeah, just over three years. Yeah, and you like went there straight from university? Or yes. Uh, yeah, so I actually started uh, as an intern and then just absolutely loved it there and decided to stay. Then I've been there ever since. And they obviously loved you too. Yeah, I think so. So what do you really enjoy doing there? So my job is a lot of um, identifying what our clients' goals are and then making sure that we're all working towards a specific goal. So everything that we do is all driving towards that. Um, so we have blinders on to anything that's kind of in the fray or not contributing to lead generation or awareness building or brand building or something like that. Okay. Um, and so what I find is really fulfilling for me is when we can help people to achieve those goals. 
So usually we're working with a company, um, and within those companies there are individuals and peoples who have personal and professional goals, whether that's a business owner or a marketing manager or a head of business development who's trying to bring their career to the next level or bring their business to the next level. So when we find that you know, at the beginning of a project we set out on a specific goal with our client and then at the end of the project we found that we actually help them to achieve that personal and professional goal. Nice. I find that really fulfilling and rewarding um, to know that something so intangible like marketing can actually help them to be successful. I've never thought of that before. So like yeah. not only are you helping the company, but maybe you're helping the individuals that make up that company kind of thing. Exactly. That totally makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so I find that um, really helpful, really motivating. Yay. Yeah. Awesome, Jill. So I guess just building off of the last thing that we just talked about where you are not only helping the company reach their goal, but you're also helping the individuals and employees reach their goal. Like, so you talked about success with the employees, but like, how do you, like, what's success to you for your customers? Like, how do you measure that? Yeah, interesting question, because usually before we start a project, we're very rigorous in making sure that we understand what the goals are. Um, that is the most important thing. If we fundamentally do not understand what you're trying to achieve, then we're never going to be successful in meeting your expectations. Right. So it's really important for us to um, to make sure that we understand that. Then, as we progress through the project, we make sure that we provide monthly reporting on how we're measuring against those objectives that we've identified. Okay. But at the end of the day, marketing is not a simple recipe. You don't add a little bit of um, advertising, a little bit of public relations, some communications in there, and then all of a sudden have a beautiful marketing plan. Oftentimes we make really educated decisions based on what we know about your target audience, what we know about um, your market, and make some educated guesses on what will work best, and then measure that and um, report on how is that doing? Is it successful? Are we meeting our objectives? Yeah. And then iterate on that to be consistently improving. Um, it's not as simple as do X, Y, and Z. It's usually try X, Y, and Z, and then throw in a little bit of A, B, C if, if that's not um, if that's not fully meeting your objectives. So it's a really iterative process. That sounds like it. Okay, so one thing with me, like I'm a salesperson, so for me, my metrics are really simple. Did I make money this month or didn't I? And how much money did I make? Um, but for you, I mean, like we're not only looking at the metrics of like what happened today, but we're looking at the metrics of like how can we build on this for the future, like five, ten years, even into the future. I'm not sure how far you guys look into the future, but um, that would make sense to me. Yeah, um, that's a good. That's a really good point because yeah. when it comes to marketing, oftentimes it requires a couple of touch points for somebody to become a new client or a new customer to get a new lead. Right. So it wouldn't be just as simple as somebody seeing my website and then becoming my customer. First they need to become aware of me, then we need to persuade them to become a client. Then when they are ready to convert, maybe they're doing a little bit of research with other companies, yeah. so they just need to continue to be as top of mind as possible. Um, and persuade them to top of mind, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then persuade them to be to come to our side and like be our client. So yeah, it's not as simple as just having a couple of touch points. So when we talk about measuring success, Oftentimes, the effort that we invest in month one could not um, be fruitful until month two, three, four, five, six. Especially working with B two C companies where their sales cycle could be six, six to uh, six to twelve months. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to measuring success, we just always keep those things in mind to make sure that we're being as transparent as possible and providing them as all the information and context that we have. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, it's 
it's a lot of, like I said, like relationship management, making sure that the clients know what we're doing and why we're doing it. As long as they understand the why and they understand that it is an iterative process, then then we're you know flanking the ball. Cool. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so Jill. When you and I were talking about doing Banter with Bowman, which is awesome, um, we were already talking about like how you're you're very successful for what you do, especially like considering how old you are. Like you haven't been in the industry for that long. You don't have that much business experience. I'd say the same to you. And what's really awesome is that recently I was um, featured in an article for Insurance Business Magazine, and one of the things that they were talking about was like you know mentorship and like how you're successful at such a young age. So question for you I mean I've talked about it a couple of times but like you're really successful considering how long you've been in your industry and I'm just wondering like do you have any tips or anything like that for you know people who are looking to get into marketing in Edmonton who are maybe a little bit younger or maybe don't have as much experience kind of thing for sure I would say number one be humble <laughs> like the top one is if you I was at a recent conference um, in Kananaskis called Bex, and one of the key takeaways that I had is that um, as you have more power, your judgment is clouded, just like if you were to drink alcohol. Hmm. Power has the same impact on your um, confidence. So the more confident that you are, um, without knowing the psychology of power, it can actually inhibit your ability to be a good leader. So I'd say the most important thing that I've learned most recently is to be humble and realize how um, just having power can impact your ability to be a good leader is number one. Cool. Uh, another really important thing is make sure that you love what you're doing. We spend so much time at work. Um, business is just so yeah. fast paced all around. So if it's something that you do wanna do, make sure that you love it um, because you're gonna be spending a lot of time at work um, with clients, with your, uh, with your co-workers, by yourself, so just make sure that you absolutely love it and you'll be successful no matter what. That totally makes sense. Um, so, I mean, you know this story, but I don't know if everybody knows this, but um, I was self-employed for years. Yeah. And so when I first started working in insurance, that was like the first time where I had co-workers. And it's true. I mean, like, you're spending so much time with these people. They become like your family. They do. And yeah. it's really important to get along with them. So yeah. So is that your takeaway is like be humble, make sure that you are like enjoying your time because you are spending 40 hours a week at this, like every single week. Yeah. I'd say another one for me is don't be afraid of failure. And this is something that I have certainly struggled with. <laughs> Being someone that always wants to be perfect and always wants everything to be just right. Um, just understanding that there is not enough time in a day for absolutely everything to be perfect. And my mentor shared with me recently, I shared that I was really struggling with this, with not being able to always be perfect was really weighing on me. And he said, you know, perfectionism is great, um, but you know, failure is a rite of passage. Totally. And you cannot grow as quickly as you would if you're not failing. And the best lessons that I have learned have been through what I would consider some of my biggest failures, I will never make the same mistakes again because I learned them the hard way and nobody could have taught me those lessons. I had to learn them myself. I mean, that sucks that you failed, obviously. But I think that's not a good feeling, but like you have to get comfortable with it. Yeah, you're not. You're always. There's always going to be failures around the road, uh, down the road, and 
just have to be comfortable with it and know how to pick yourself up and keep going and be okay with not being perfect all the time. As as terrible as that sounds, you can't be perfect all the time. Yeah. It's so motivational listening to Love it. One thing I really love doing um, when I go to networking events and people talk to me about like my videos and everything, I always mention my sister. And again, like like I mentioned at the beginning, you've helped me um, critique my marketing it's strategies. Partnership for sure. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know the partnership, <laughs> I've blended it for sure. But <laughs> thank you, Jill. Oh, that's not what I meant. I did. That's not what I meant at all. Oh, like you've helped me in return as well. Okay. Do you want to take that one from the top? No, let's okay. keep let's let's keep going. This is this is canon here. <laughs> so one thing that I always mention to people, I'm like, yeah, you know what? You should check out Top Drop. One of the things I love about Top Drop is that you really have been around for a long time, like longer than I think most marketing companies in Edmonton. Top is actually older than I am. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, like <laughs> so um, how how old is Top Drop? So Top Draw is celebrating their 25th year. Um, we're really excited about it. Top Draw started as a small graphic design agency here in Edmonton and to have grown to be a thought leader uh, for SEO digital marketing in Edmonton is really exciting. Cool. And I think, you know, part of Top Draw's success is making sure that um, we have the right people, um, okay. making sure that we have the right talent, the right um, energy in the office and making sure that people feel like they're in an environment where they can thrive and quite commonly agencies can be a very um, difficult environment uh, as far as stress goes there's always another deadline there's as soon yeah. as you've met one deadline there's another one and another one so the pressure can be really intense so making sure that you have the right people to get the job done I think has been top draws key to success in the last 25 years cool yeah one follow-up question that we didn't plan on but how similar is top draw to Mad Men? Oh, not similar at all. So firstly, we do not smoke in the office ever, um, but we do have a fully stocked liquor cabinet for sure. You know what? Every, and we try to keep it fully stocked, but it never is. Um, it's not, I'd say like, yeah, sure. We have account managers, we have creative people, and we have administrative staff. So that's similar. Um, I think in Mad Men, they, there's a lot of scandals. There's a lot of scandals, like, <laughs> and they're always. It feels like they're always like screwing up, and they always have to like fix it at the like last minute. And like, I feel like Top Draw, like you guys are a little bit more like. Um, we take a little bit more yeah. of a rigorous like process <laughs> approach when we have a client problem. We do, or we have like a client's problem that we're trying to solve or a business problem. We take a rigorous, regimented approach to solve it. Whereas in Mad Men, there was a lot of times when. You know, Don Draper came up with his solution like in the meeting. Not to say, you know, sometimes solutions come to you at the weirdest of times, and usually it's not when I'm at work. Usually, you know, you think, think, think on a problem, and no, no, we can't find a solution. And then once you've kind of thought about it for a period of time, then you you put it down, and go to something else, maybe something totally unrelated. That's all of a sudden when the solution comes to you. So yeah, it is an interesting process in that way. So but I would say not similar. I would say not similar to Mad Men, really. No. <laughs> so clearly you're not someone who like just like leaves everything when you leave at five or whatever. No, it's not that kind of job. No. Um, like I talk to my my partner in the morning and I say, "What are you doing at work today?" And he says, "I don't know." Whereas <laughs> when I go into work, I know the the next like 
my what my next eight hours is going to look like exactly so I never I, I definitely stopped thinking about work and I think what we do outside of work is what makes us so great at totally. our jobs um but yeah there's definitely but it's kind of sounds like it's going like always in the background there's some things turning yeah and, you know yeah, sometimes you just can't turn it off. Sometimes you don't want to. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I love work, so <laughs> I, that's why I recognized it in you. That's cool. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Joel, thank for Thank you, Dana. On. I yes. appreciate you having me here. Batch with Bowen, the very first episode. It's It's been good. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>